This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. Hey guys, this is our final installment of the Supernatural Life series. This series has been absolutely amazing and I know that our guest today is going to bring it home. So let me tell you how amazing she is and then we're going to get straight into the interview. Speaker, brand builder, and marriage champion are just a few ways to describe the talent that is Janae Emily Utley. In 2010, she graduated summa cum laude from the University of Tennessee, majoring in exercise science with a minor in business administration. She then went on to earn her master's in kinesthesiology with a concentration in exercise physiology. Since the birth of her company, The Fitness Gym, in 2013, Utley has cultivated a tribe of engaging, trailblazing, and highly educated women. She is unmatched in her passion to get enterprising and entrepreneurial women to manifest physical, spiritual, and relational fitness. Her mission is to get women to fully believe in the promises of God and to help them manifest God's best for their lives. Janae encourages her clients, followers, and tribe members to infuse healthy habits into all areas of life, pray daily, and get plugged in to a supportive community of elevated thinkers. 
She is a maverick for holistic living and works with women across the world to help them feel confident from the inside out. In late 2016, with eight years of experience as a trainer, Janae evolved the fitness gym to not only help her tribe improve their bodies, but to also improve their confidence and their ability to manifest success. Thus, possibility training was born. Janae saw that women in her tribe needed help far past the proper squatting form and weight maintenance, and she saw that they were struggling with fear, self-doubt, hearing from God, and career fulfillment. And as a result, she created personal and spiritual development programs to help her tribe win at life. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this interview, so let's get started. Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That, that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're going to do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 treat people with respect. Reach of your dream and your willingness to work hard. The strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and welcome to the final installment of the Supernatural Life series. This series has been so amazing. We've covered everything from supernatural relationships to home ownership as an entrepreneur to um, being supernaturally paid in your business to being supernaturally full. So as God is expanding our territory, we're, we're still remaining full. And so today we're going to be wrapping it up with being supernaturally healed. And I knew there was no other person I could talk to about this than Miss Mrs. Janae Emily Utley. So Janae, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I am so hyped. This conversation is about to be so good. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited. I did an episode like at the end of last year. I don't remember what it's called, but one of the things that I was talking about was us as believers just taking control and t- walking in the, the the authority that we have and even like on the tour in Atlanta and in Chicago God had me talk or touch on the fact that a lot of us as believers were externally like tough like we don't play if somebody was to come up to us and like bump us we'd be looking mm-hmm. like hold on what's up but we're spiritually mm-hmm. solved. And when it comes to different attacks, we kind of go into our shell when that's not the time to shrink. It's the time to to buck up. You know what I mean? I even gave an example about um, in the show last year about how like I had a real bad headache one time and I was supposed to record the show. And around this time, the enemy will always, like when I was changing the show over, I will always get attacked right when it was time for, to mm-hmm. record the podcast. It will be like, all of a sudden they're like uh, painting my window or something random would just happen and that wasn't planned that was preventing me trying to prevent me from being able to record or like one time I had a migraine so bad it felt like somebody was like punching me in the head and I couldn't even lift my head up off the the pillow and so I every time that happened I remember one time I was like um, my vision got impaired a little bit I'm already blind but like, I don't know what was going on, but just, it was just weird. But every single time I would lay hands on myself, take authority over my body and command whatever it is to leave. And every time that that has happened, 
it's left. And if it didn't, I would be like, okay, God, what are we doing? Do I need to go to the doctor to see what they're talking about? Like, do this something that what we need to do? And sometimes I would go to the doctor, but it's not to put the credit in the doctor's hands. It's I'm relying on God. But for us, I think when it comes to being healed, a lot of times the second the doctor says something, we accept it. So they say, hey, you're sick. You'd be like, oh, I'm sick. No, nah, that's not your portion. When God, when when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, it was be it was for us to be healed. So I'm not going to be preaching because I know you're going to go in. Um, but even before we get to the supernaturally healed stuff, let's start with you from the beginning of your journey. Like, how did you get into entrepreneurship and talking about faith and fitness? Okay, so it was almost. Well, it, it was an accident. So uh, graduated from grad school, moved back home, moved in with my parents, trying to, you know, stack up some money, figure out my next move. And I got hired at this um, gym. It was like a boutique gym. And so uh, they hired me. They bring me in uh, that, you know, do like a couple test workouts to see how I work with the clientele. And it's phenomenal. Like I, I teach my first class. And by time by the time the end of the day rolls around, when I'm getting ready to teach the last class, the like almost everybody in the last class had heard about me. So I'm the type of person, I'm the type of trainer. I don't, I don't know how, literally, I don't know how to like tell you to do something and not like somewhere along the way, do it with you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, weeks of teaching these classes and really doing almost every one of the classes, I was exhausted. So um, a friend of mine had recommended this particular, um, this woman to me. And I had been doing some research about her. I was like, oh, you know, she seems like a, a pretty solid woman. And I also saw that she had like this conference coming up. And so I was like, ooh, you know, God, if you if you want me to be at this conference, make a way. Long story short, he made a way. So I go to the conference and, and legitimately... That conference forever changed me. It, it forever changed my perspective on who I was, what I could say that I could have. I mean, sitting in this room with all of these women who are, you know, as- aspiring entrepreneurs and aspiring speakers to these people who are who are pretty much veterans and seeing like how people are talking and the connections that are being made, like I, it forever changed me. So I go back home and I'm like. I just I feel this shift inside of me like I can't keep going to this job and like literally giving everything. I was so tired at the end of the day and the free time that I did have, I didn't want to work out, do my own personal workouts and I didn't want to go nowhere. I didn't want to do nothing. It, it was just really draining me. So I had a conversation with my boss and I was like, hey, um, even though I know I'm taking these many hours, you know, can we work out something where I can uh teach fewer hours. Now, typically, I mean, I've worked at several gyms in my life. Typically, when you talk to your boss about, you know, changing your schedule or working less uh, hours or teaching less classes, it's really no problem. I've worked at the YMCA, worked at this gym in Knoxville. At the time, it was called The Rush. It's like, it's no problem. We'll we'll sub in other um, teachers. But at that time, the way that man had built his business, it was kind of like there were no other options. It was just me and him. And so, uh, he was like, why? Like, why do you want to work less? And I was like, well, I ain't about to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. So I was like, so, um, like I'm, I'm pretty much drained at, at the end of the day. And, you know, I have goals and I have aspirations and I want to be here. I want to help you build your business. Uh, but at the same time, like I just, I need to reserve some time for myself because I feel like God is pushing me, uh, to do more. 
And Tatum, when I tell you this man, I was in his office. He basically had a uh, an emotional fit. He was like, what do you mean? Like, I am trying to basically he wanted to move out of his business and he was he was like, you know, if this goes well, I could potentially sell my business to you. First of all, who said I wanted this business? Wanted your business. He was like, um, you are unlearned. You are untrained. You are not qualified. You will not be able to do, like literally he was like, you will not be able to do this. And so I looked at him and I was like, like I literally said, excuse me, that's unacceptable. It's not okay for you to sit here and feel like it's okay to talk to me like that. I literally said that to my boss. Something inside of me rose up and I was like, no, Satan, you ain't about to sit here and tell me this right in front of my face. So uh, a few days passed, we decided to part ways. And literally from that point, it was just like, at that time, what I call guerrilla hustling. Now, you know, years later, I know I don't have to hustle. I know how to operate uh, and maneuver under God's, you know, God's guidance and grace. And it's not so much work and so much headache. But after that, it was just hustling, hustling to get clients on Facebook, on Instagram. Hey, y'all, I'm a trainer. I'll train you for $15 a session. Crazy stuff, stupid stuff. Um, But that's how I got, (laughs) that's how I got started. Wow. He tried it. And, you know, I think that's like when I talk to people and hear like their stories, that's usually the commonality is right when you get the guts is when the enemy is like, all right, hold on. We got one more shot to speak to every insecurity in her to get her to turn back. Like, I remember when I left my job, the um, the partner, we the office was small enough to where like both of like the partners, it was an accounting firm, both of the partners were. in the office. And they were both black. One was Nigerian and one was a black woman. And I would think that they would understand a little bit, but the um the main partner, the Nigerian guy, he was like, Don't you think that you're a little too young to be out here trying to do stuff on your own? Like, that's not gonna work. And I looked, I looked at him and just started smiling because I'm like, well, age doesn't equate to wisdom. And I left. And that just stuck with me. And I don't think I will ever forget that. But I was just so grateful to be able to, because that was a specific insecurity of mine. Like, I'm kind of young. I was 25. I'm like, oh my God, I'm kind of young to be doing this. Like, I was already insecure in that way because I felt like I was too young to be doing the things God told me to do. So for him to speak specifically to that, I was like, so grateful that I even had enough courage to still leave as opposed to being like, you know what, never mind. I'm going to wait a couple years. I might be more, more ready for this in about five years or whatever. This episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. As entrepreneurs, we focus a lot on the next steps for our businesses, the next goal we want to reach in our careers, or even in our relationships. But what about planning for a baby? Besides contraceptives, I've never really even thought about what being proactive about expanding my family would look like, and especially not in a way that modern fertility allows you to. Women are having children later in life, but biology hasn't changed, and we need tools to understand the future of our fertility. Modern fertility is a quick and easy hormone test you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or you want to know your options for the future. Your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. 
Proactive testing through your doctor can cost over $1,000, but with Modern Fertility, you can get the same information for just $159. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash blessed. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash blessed. Modernfertility.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. So after that, after you left and you, you were getting these clients, what happened? Um, so like I said, I was at the time gorilla hustling, doing whatever, whatever I had to do, charging, you know, ridiculously low prices. And I can remember one day I was sitting in a Starbucks and I had my, um, textbooks out that I got in grad school. Cause I was sitting down creating some kind of program or doing something. And so, uh, this man was sitting near me and I guess he had went up to get a drink or, and came back and sat down or whatever, but he looked over and he saw that I was, um, looking at my exercise physiology textbook. And so he was like, oh, so you're a trainer. And I was like, yeah. So he's like, so tell me about yourself. Tell me about, you know, what you do. What's, what's your unique value proposition? So as I'm talking to him somewhere in the conversation and I was like, yeah, and I, I infuse, you know, my faith with this. And so he listens to me talk and, you know, he, he shares his vantage point of his expertise of him being in the industry for this long and what has worked for him. And he said, well, if you lead with this faith stuff, uh, you are going to be closing yourself off to other opportunities and other clients. And so <laughs> first of all, didn't nobody ask you. Second of all, you came to start talking to me anyway. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, I stood on that. I'm not going to act like immediately I shot that down or, you know, it did play in my mind. So a couple of days after that, I was just chewing on that and chewing on that and chewing on that. And God spoke to me and he was like, but if I tell you to do it, like that's what you're going to do. It's not going to be the wisdom of this man. It's going to be what I tell you to do. And hindsight, Tatum, when I tell you people come to me, because of my faith, the way that I blend faith with fitness. The very thing that this man tried to choke out in the infancy of my business is the very thing that people come to me for because they don't want to be um, having, you know, wanting to be about fitness, but then have to do with like, you know, new age stuff and new thought stuff. They just want unadulterated God, unadulterated Christ, unadulterated Holy Spirit and what he says we can have and how he says that we can, you know, heal our bodies and live these fulfilled lives. So, yeah. So, you know, a little bit after I started my business, that happened. Then I stood on that. And then I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I am. I'm all in with this faith stuff. I'm all in with this faith stuff. And I, since then, I haven't backed down from it. That's so awesome. And I love just how strong your faith has been even from the beginning. Was faith always a big part of your life or was it something that you had to grow into? I would say that it was from the time that I could remember it was with my parents taking me to church. Um, but I would say mm, maybe my senior year or maybe my freshman year in college like a switch turned on for me um, that I was like, I got to get this for myself. Like I got to figure this out for myself. I can't rely on my mom and my dad 
for their for their salvation. And every time I'm sad about something or need some guidance for something, I'm going to them instead of going to my father. I was like, I gotta, ugh, I gotta get this for myself. Um, yeah. Got it. So what did that look like then? How did you go about building that relationship for yourself? Um, reading books, reading books that had faith as the, as the foundation. I know I've, I've listened to your podcast and I've heard you talk about the battlefield of the mind by Joyce Myers, mm-hmm. uh, before, but that is one book that for real kind of set the course for me, especially at the beginning when I was trying to, to learn God for myself, know God for myself. Um, and one, and this is, this is the amazing thing about the things that God can use to draw you closer to him. I was an athlete in high school and in college and I ran track and because of my desire to be a better athlete, um, that is a thing that drove me to be closer to God and God will use anything, whether I was trying to drive closer to him for selfish reasons. Once I was there, once I was captivated, once I could feel his love and, and feel, um, who God is in my life, I was hooked. So I might've went because I was like, God, I just, I want to be better at this. I I just want to, I want to use my body to praise you. Like I need to be studying scriptures about diligence, about, um, you know, you giving me the desires of my heart. It started there, but then it, it, it switched over. And I was like, Oh no, God, for real. Like it's some other stuff in my life that I need to be trying to apply this to not just this track stuff. Um, and then that led me to, um, being like, okay, let me see what this speaking in tongues stuff is about. And, um, yeah, Tatum. Yeah. So I can remember my pastor was in church and I, I don't, can't remember if I was visiting a, from a college one weekend or not, but I was there and he did this whole sermon about, um, speaking in tongues and, how it's part of our inheritance package as children. He broke all of like the weirdness down. He spoke to the objections that most of us hear, you know, when it comes to, to the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And I knew from that point, I was like, I don't want to leave this earth and not have that power. So I had to be 17, 18, somewhere around there. And I was like, okay, I want this to be part of my life. And so, um, I went to the front of the church. They, you know, walked me through this this process. I began to speak in tongues. And I, I would say the combination of, you know, me reading books that have faith as a backdrop and me speaking in tongues and me uh, seeing that, you know, God is good for this track stuff, but he is good for my everyday life. That really kind of uh, was like the, the starting engine for who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. So... I love that you touched on speaking in tongues because that's a question that we get a lot. Just how how to get the heavenly language. A lot of people kind of feel like they're not, they don't have the Holy Spirit because they aren't able to speak in tongues or many grow like frustrated before they're able to um, speak in tongues. I'm thinking about like your YouTube video where you told the story about um, how you went and got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I even think about my story where I was praying to be able to speak in tongues for a while, like over a year. It was like years and I wanted the gift and it just wasn't happening. And I was annoyed and I was frustrated because I was like, well, how can you tell me? Because when you read in Acts, when Jesus says that he's leaving and the Holy Spirit is going to come, it don't say that it's coming for a few people. It don't say like there's not many intricate details there 
for me to kind of take to know like how to get this. And so it, I allowed that to frustrate me as opposed to understanding that he said that it was a gift that was coming. So I have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He fulfilled his promises. He left the Holy Spirit came. Um, and so like for a lot of people, they really struggle with that. And I think for me, um, I spoke in tongues for the first time I was in church, like just in deep, deep worship. Like it was literally in my mind, nobody was in there but me. And I was just like praising God, singing, crying, and it just kind of came out. And it was funny because I kind of stopped and like caught myself and like looked around like, oh my God, did anybody see this? <laughs> did anybody hear me? Like, what was that? <laughs> Nobody was paying me no mind. And so I was like, oh, and then it hit me like, oh my God, like this is the gift that I've been wanting for all this time. Because I kind of gave up on it because it wasn't happening. And so I, I want people to kind of take away the fact that, well, I want people to want to understand that you have the Holy Spirit, period. That was a gift that was given to you. And speaking in tongues to like pretty much be patient with it. Like, is there any advice you would give people who are kind of ruffling or frustrated in that particular area? I would say that um, you definitely have the capacity to have it. Everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't care how far you feel like you've fallen from God. Um, if it hasn't, if it's not happening as quick for you as the next person, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're, you are not broken. Just to not give up and to not lose hope. Um, you know, it's different reasons why people receive it at different times, but it's for you. I always... Uh, you know, have these conversations with my husband is when I die, I want to die empty. Not only do I want to die empty while I'm here on earth, I want every single tool that Jesus has given us to be able to successfully contend with the things of this world. I need it now. I need to be equipped with it now. So I want everything, everything that I can have. I want it all. So if, if that's you, if you're somebody who, you know, you want this, it's a gift. God wants to give it to you. Jesus desires to give it to you. Do not give up. Don't, don't compare yourself to the next person. Don't lose hope. That is so good. Your passion for an enthusiasm for God and the gifts and the things of God is just so infectious. How do you keep that up? How do you have that much energy? This is a thing. I'm graced for it. This is something that God has placed mm -hmm. inside of me. That's why when I was telling you earlier, when I when I train or was training in these classes, it's hard for me to just watch you and be like, okay, do a squat over here and do a push up over there. I'm in it. I'm with you. I'm engaged with you. And so that's why so many of us are, especially in entrepreneurship or even in like the nine to fives, we're miserable because we're not doing what we're graced to do. We're not really using the skills that God has given us and applying them the way he, he wants us to apply them. So when I talk about God and when I talk about fitness, this is natural for me. This is easy for me because it's what I'm graced to do. That's good. So for those who are listening, how do they find what they're graced to do? I believe that for one, if you don't, if you ain't talking to God, I can't help you. If you ain't talking to God, ain't nothing that Tatum going to say on this podcast right now going to help you. You have to begin to build an intimate relationship with God that's not out of like religious tradition. What do you like to do? I love going on walks. I will go on a walk and I'll talk to God. I love reading books about faith. I'll read, be reading a book and God will illuminate a scripture for me. I'll be riding in the car. Boom. 
I'll turn the radio off and I'll just talk to God or I'll turn the radio on. Sometimes I have worship music on. Boom. He'll talk to me then. Beginning to build and cultivate an intimate relationship with God, that is going to help you find what you are graced to do. Um, And sometimes, uh, like for me, I know that because um, I, I ran from fitness. Like the last four or five years, I ran from fitness and nothing, it seemed like so many things were going wrong. Like things with my health were going wrong, things with, oh my God, so many things were going wrong. And it's be, and that's another clue for me. Like when I was in fitness and I was doing this and I was doing it how you wanted me to do it, God, things were flowing, things were getting better. But the minute I kind of turned my back from it and ran from it, it seems like stuff started shifting in the wrong direction. Not saying that it wasn't challenges or, you know, difficult moments, but on a whole, I was like, okay, I have to step back in my purpose window. I have to step back in my grace window. Uh, and so that was a telltale sign for me that, oh no, this is, this is unique to me. This is what God want me to do. So what, what was that point then? What made you run from it? Oh, okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I would work with clients. And it would be like pulling teeth, right? Um, and I say this all the time. And this is one big reason why I had to keep faith at the forefront of my fitness business. I don't care how many squats I tell you to do. I don't care how many push-ups I tell you to do. I don't care what diet therapy can be recommended to you. It's not going to work if you are struggling and dealing with you know, unforgiveness with bitterness. You have these glaring sin issues in your life that either you don't see or you see and you're just not addressing. And I got so tired of working myself up and really believing for people when they didn't believe either believe for themselves or they weren't also attaching that with spiritual practices for them to be able to for real walk out of you know, losing the weight that they wanted or, you know, building the muscle that they wanted. And it exhausted me. So that exhausted me. And I told you before, I was in this whole like guerrilla hustling mode. So I wasn't uh, charging the value that I was actually adding to these people's lives. And I got burnt out. So in my mind, I told myself this narrative Um, It was a combination of me telling myself this and then the enemy whispering this to me and planting seeds. And I picked it up and and took it on as my own, as my own identity that um, I don't need to like work with clients like that. Like I need to figure out a different modality to do this, Um, that maybe I need to focus on just the faith stuff. Maybe I need to just focus on the business stuff and the business building stuff because I got so like I had got such a sour mouth, a taste in my mouth for working with clients uh, and it being such a struggle and them not getting it and them not understanding. So I was like, I wash my hands of this. Let me let me go and try to do some other stuff that I know that I have talent in. And that was you know, a terrible decision for me. That's good. And I think that's, I'm glad that you were so open with that because I think a lot of times we, what's the best way to say it? Um, A lot of times we make these word promises with ourselves that are rooted in 
whatever we may be frustrated or uncomfortable with at that time. So with you, as I'm frustrated with the clients, I'm not charging my worth with somebody else. It may be, maybe I'm not losing weight fast enough. Maybe I've been laying hands on myself and saying that I'm healed, but the, the symptoms are still there, or I'm still at this job, but I know I'm supposed to be a full time, whatever it is. We make these, these, these decisions or these promises that put us further outside of the will of God. Like I'm not even, I'm not even going to do this no more. I'm not even working out no more. I'm done. I'm done with working out. It don't work. And so now we're living a life where we don't work out and it's opening up the door for the enemy to come in. And even saying those things out loud, the enemy hears that. The Bible says he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And it tells us before that to be sober and be vigilant. And I think a huge part of being sober and vigilant is watching what we say out of our mouth. Life and death is in the, uh, the life and death is in the tongue, something like that. Get it out right. Uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because this is not working. But um, but I think that we make these word promises and we set ourselves up, not realizing how powerful it is. I think that's the root of it. Is we got to really understand how powerful um, the things that we say out of our mouth are, because you making that promise within yourself, making that decision put you outside of what it is that God wanted you to do and what he graced you to do. And so I hope you guys that you're listening, that you're really taking this in. And if there's anything that that you've made promises to out loud, or I'm not, I don't want to get married anymore because it ain't nobody, marriage ain't worth it or whatever it may be for you. We have to break those things and say, you know what, Lord, forgive me for coming into agreement with what was not in your will for my life. Forgive me for making these promises. I break the promises right now in the name of Jesus, like really going to war to fix those things that we put on ourselves. I think that's a part of being supernaturally healed as well is going back and and breaking the thing, the bondage that we created. Um, So going back to your story, though, what happened? What made you pivot? And turn back to God after you kind of ran away from it. Um, Tatum, he wouldn't leave me alone. And I was asking, like, God, I want to do, oh, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to do your will. I want to die empty. And he was like, okay, but do this. But uh, like I said, God, I want to do your will and I want to die empty. And he was like, okay. And so I started to gain weight. I started to like, the momentum of me not tr- wanting to train other people because of this bitter taste in my mouth, I began to not train myself either. And then I was like really leaning into, oh, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. And I, and to be completely honest, I was because I went from being a 400 hurdler in college to immediately uh, running half marathons. I did uh, this race called Hood to Coast. It's like a 198 mile race. You split it between 12 women. I did that. I was doing fitness competitions. Uh, I did three, one, most of them. And so I was like, I was on top of it. But I, I slowed down and I was like, oh, I don't want to train them. I don't want to train my own self. Oh, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. And so when I started gaining weight, knees was hurting. Um, then it was this period um, where I, it's like I gained 15 pounds in the in amount of like a few months. And then my period stopped. And when that happened, I was like, what's, what's, what's going on? I ain't had a period in about four, five, 50, 11 months. So I go to the OBGYN and she was like, okay, so this is what, this is what we, what, this is what it's looking like. 
it's looking like the hormones in your brain are not talking to the hormones in your body. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? So I get in the car. I can get in the car driving from that appointment. And I'm, Tatum, I am flaming mad. Like, you know how you look up and you see yourself in the rearview mirror to see what you look like crying sometime when you're in the car? I looked, <laughs> I looked up at myself. My eyes was red. And it's like you could see the veins coming out of my neck. I was mad. I was screaming. I was hitting the wheel. I was mad at God. I was like, God, what is this? Like, what is this? Why is this happening to me? Why am I so over this fitness stuff? And I'm going to be honest. I did stuff to try to kickstart myself back into it. Well, let me just, you know, do a, a, a fitness challenge and let me challenge the people in my community or let me do this. I, tr I was trying in my strength and I was saying, God, you know, this is us. We're going to do it together. But it was still a lot of effort on my part. And I was like, God, I'm, you, you see me trying. You, I, I, I slacked off. I was disobedient. I saw that I was disobedient. I tried to turn around and get in your wheel, but it's a, it's still a dis disconnect. Not only is it a disconnect, I didn't gained all this weight, and I'm a trainer, and I'm embarrassed. I mean, I don't, it went to it went from you know, okay, I got a little weight, it's okay, to like, no, I don't want, I don't want nobody for real see me like that. Like, I don't really want to go nowhere. And folks see all this weight that I ain't gained because I'm embarrassed. And now my period ain't here. And now this lady talking about my hormones ain't acting right. Like, okay, God, it's me and you. It, it's it's me and you. What's up? And so that was a thing that kind of made it for real sink, right? Like, you know how we, we know something, we understand something. It's like, oh, no, I got it. And then something happens like, oh, I, I ain't have it like I thought I had it. Let me try again. That was the thing that it was like, no, I really have it. I really hear you, God. So from there, I was like, you know what? We about to heal this because she recommended some uh, some pills to me. And I was like, you know what, God? <sighs> I don't want to take these pills. I, I really don't want to take these pills. So it's me and you. Let me let me see what can be done. So I went and I started researching. And this is the same thing that happened, um, you know, when I heard, I went to the dentist one time. And she was like, oh, yeah, you got a cavity and this, da, da, da. I went on the internet and I started researching stuff. And I was seeing that all of these people who, you know, their teeth were healing and they were, hormones was getting back right and their periods was coming back. And I was like, God, if you'll do it for them, you'll do it for me. Not only do I know you'll do it for me, I don't know nothing about these people. I don't know if they saved. I don't know if they believe you. I don't know. But if you will do it for them, you will do it for me. So then I was like, okay, what needs to be done? I started evaluating my diet. I started looking at, you know, different supplements that I needed to take. I started evaluate, evaluating my workouts. Maybe I need to add more walks in on top of this weight training, on top of this these intense workouts. Because prior to, to then, Tatum, all I knew how to do was go hard. All I, even when I was like jump kicking myself, the the few times that I was trying to, it was hard. It was it was all out the whole time, like intense, as vigorous as it could be. And I was like, I need to reevaluate this. Let me do some some moderate stuff with a little bit of you know super easy stuff and with some vigorous stuff. So, and not only that, I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I know you want me to invite people on this on this journey with me. So when I started doing that. My period came back. I actually started to lose weight because I didn't understand. I was like, God, why? Why did I gain all this weight? I started losing weight. Uh, stuff just started clicking. I was like, okay, God, I, I, I see you. I hear you. Let's do this together. This episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. 
Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses have anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Blue light filtering lenses are also now available. Warby Parker has an awesome free home try-on program. You order five pair of glasses and you try them on for five days and there is no obligation to buy. It ships free and it even includes a prepaid return shipping label. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I wear glasses and your girl is blind as a bat. <laughs> so I definitely did the home try-on program and I was able to customize my search online by the frames that look best on me. And in a few days, they were at the door and I was able to go ahead and try them on. They were all super cute, great quality, and it took me honestly the entire five days to even decide <laughs> which ones were my favorite. And it was super easy to just use the label that I was already included to just ship it back to them when I was done. If you have an iPhone X, make sure to download the Warby Parker app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on that allows you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style just using your phone. Head to warbyparker.com blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Order five pair of glasses, try them on for five days, and there's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a free prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free try-ons today. Let's get back to the show. That is so amazing. And how awesome is it that he will bring us to the point where he knows what he has to do to get our attention, but he will also make sure it doesn't hurt us that bad. You know what I mean? I think that's where grace comes in. And that's where you just, I don't know. I'm just like, my heart is just so full right now because thinking like some people, it takes cancer. It takes these, these horrible diseases to get their attention and for God to just use something like, now I'm not saying not getting a period isn't bad, but what I'm saying is, it was enough to get your attention, but still not terrible to where you were like wiped out, you know, like you get our attention without wiping us out. And I just think that that it just makes my heart feel full and just so appreciative of how amazing of a father he is. And so um, but when you made when he got your attention, though, like practically, what were some things you did to get back? Did you immediately go to fasting? How did your prayer life change in, in that moment as you were just making sure that you weren't just doing it and your strength, but you were really moving on one accord with him? Um. OK, so. It's, it's a very layered approach. It's a, it's a spiritual approach. It's a nutritional approach. It's a um, fitness approach. And then it's like a relational approach. And that's one thing that I try to get my the ladies in my tribe to understand. It's just like, you can't just tackle it one way. You really have to take the full picture. So for me, I, you know, begin a practice of every day. Okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And it's, it seems unrelated. Janae, what you talking about? You talking about getting your period back. Why are you asking him what, what he wants you to do every morning? It all matters. So, it, God, what do you want me to do today? What things do I need to be devoting my time to? What things do I need to ignore? Because this is the thing. Uh, part of that absolutely has to do with stress, right? So 
if I'm working on stuff in my business, outside of my business, that I ain't got no business working on and it's consuming my time and it's making me stressed out, that's not setting uh, uh, the groundwork for my body to heal, right? It's not. So, okay, God, let me let me for real start devoting this time back to you, getting my 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 house, my, my business affairs in order. And then uh nutritional wise, okay. Let me do some research. Let me let me dig back into some textbooks. Let me look around. What things can I implement? Because I fully, I fully believe that the things that God has already placed on this earth, He 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 knew what was coming before the earth was even created. So he already had a plan. He already has plants and herbs and berries and spices and fruits and vegetables here that have the very things that we need to consume inside of our bodies to help our hormones move and to help everything uh, operate properly like it's supposed to. So then I was like, okay, so let me start um, eating less red meat. I didn't cut it out completely, but I was like, let me eat less. Uh, let me make sure that I am, you know, I'm eating a more alkaline diet because that allows my body to, uh, again, another, uh, the groundwork for my body to heal. Okay, cool. Fitness. Like I was telling you before, I would go on walks. Some days my workout would legitimately be a one hour walk. And then some days it would be me in the gym, me lifting weights, me sweating, me getting after it. And then some days it would be like me sprinting, me me just going to the max. I realized uh, in that process that I was afraid, uh-oh, fear-based decision. I was afraid that if I didn't go hard, uh-oh, that it wasn't going to work. But God revealed to me, he was just like, no, no, daughter, no, no. You doing all of that because of what? because of fear, because you think if you don't do it like this, then it's not going to work. Where's the glory in that for me? I'm like, okay, so you mean to tell me I can go on walks and actually enjoy almost all of my workouts and still get the results that I need? Yep. Okay, cool. That's fine. And then um, even in my relationship with my husband, like opening it, baby, look, this is what I'm believing for. Okay. I'm believing that God is going to heal me in this way. I need you to come into agreement with me. I need you to encourage me. I need you to love on me. Um, and most recently, I would say the maybe three or four or five months back, um, you know, I was like, baby, lay your hands on my stomach and pray for everything inside of me to always and forever work properly. So I did everything, Tatum. I, I didn't leave no corner unturned. Like I was going to, because I didn't want the devil to try to sneak in, uh, you know, maybe through the fitness stuff or through the business stuff. Oh, she, if I get her stressed out and I get her overworked, she ain't going to eat like she needs to work out, uh, eat, eat. And she ain't going to work out like she needs to work out. Or if I can cause any strife or division in her, her marriage, that'll keep her stressed out. And so then she definitely won't want to work out then. Or like I took a full human spirit body approach oh, this is just everything <laughs> this is so good and i think so many of us we don't want to put in that type of work we would rather put in the work into all of the wrong stuff all of the new age stuff let's just get right into that we will put the work in all of these things to bring us healing but if we would just partner with god but we don't want to partner with God because if you don't, if 
Because if you have to partner with God, you got to address the fact that you don't really know God. Then when you got to address that, you got to address the fact of why you don't really know God. Then you got to go back to places that hurt and deal with those things. But we don't want to do that work that's going to really get us the healing that we're looking for. We want to just feel good and get high for a little bit, but we don't want to really see a change, a whole a whole change. We don't want to see, oh, girl, let's, okay. Let me bring myself back in. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. And and to people, because the thing about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, it's some stuff, it's conditional. Like he has requirements. It's it's certain stuff that he's like, "Ah, ah, ah, don't go there. Don't touch that. But we want to do what we want to do, how we want to do it. So it's like, "Ah, I ain't going to fool with you. Just I ain't going to fool with you like that. I ain't going to go all all in on you like that. Exactly. Or I'm going to make it seem like you're not doing what you said you were going to do. To mask the fact that I'm not being obedient or to, or to not deal with the fact that I don't know how to hear from you. I don't know how to create that environment. Like we don't want to fix the blockages that's keeping us from God. Instead, we want to just put band-aids on the wound by what everybody else tells us or what the world tells us we should be doing. Like I was talking to my friend this week and I was like, yo, the devil got the best marketing campaign out right now. For real, he got everybody thinking. When I turn on the TV, I see new age stuff. When I get on my phone, I see new. I'm like, this joint is everywhere. Like, if there was a a, a bank account for the enemy's stuff, he would be so rich. The way that like, it's crazy how his marketing campaign is, and it's crazy how. People are not really understanding the full magnitude of who God is and and how he can do all things. But instead, we want to turn to the things. Uh, so once again, let's hop right into it. Like, just explains. I think you did a, have a really, really good YouTube video on this. And I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes. But talk to us about this new age mess. Oh, because let's show what it is, mess. Um, <laughs> so. The thing about um, anything that's like a cult or new age or new thought is typically you you find that it shows up in a few areas, right? You you find that it shows up in like healing or fitness because people want to be healthy, right? They don't want to be sick. They don't want to be uh, debilitated, right? It shows up in, you know, business or wealth, right? Because people want to be wealthy. They want to be able to get what they want to get and how they want to get it. And it shows up a lot of times in relationships, right? So people will seek out uh, sorcerers. They'll seek out psychics. They do tarot card. They'll start doing transcendental meditation, lucid dreaming, uh, astral project. They'll try to do all this kind of stuff to find some romance, to get a certain level of, of power or wealth and to get healed. And so I, I was getting a lot of, I was getting inundated with a lot of new age, new thought, occult stuff because of people wanting to get healed, to get healthy. And um, the only real sustainable way to get healed is through Jesus Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Everything else is a counterfeit. Every single thing else is a counterfeit. It might work. It might work for a little while. It might work for a long while. But it's with the understanding that the power that is there is being pulled from Satan or the power that is there is being pulled from uh, 
the underworld for from demonic places. And so with me, I find that um, same thing about when people come to me and it's like, I can't I can't help you because you got some unresolved sin or you're you're grappling with unforgiveness or offense or da 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 da. And what we're doing, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. If we're going to address it, let's get down to it. So I find that a lot of people in the fitness space mix new age stuff with their practice. They're they're mixing um, yoga with their practice. They're mixing uh, different forms of meditation with their practice. They're mixing uh, the use of crystals with their practice and the use of of sage in their practice. Like, you know, it's it's some people you go to a workout with them. They stage in the room before the workout didn't even started. So (laughs) I I found that um, that that's super dangerous, especially in this realm of like trying to get fit and trying to get healed because it's like what you're planting on one end, planting in the ground on one end with Jesus and believing in scriptures and, uh, activating your faith. And in my, the, the way I operate with faith is faith is an action word. So it's okay. What can I do? Um, that God is instructing me to do on my end and really believe in the truth that God is going to come through for me because his word does not come back to him void. So they'll be doing, you know, the Christiany thing on one end, but then doing new age stuff on the other end. And I really believe that part of it is because they really don't believe that Jesus can or that he will for them. And so, uh, this year, that's something that God has really tasked me with, that the people who I communicate with, the, the women that come into my tribe, that we do life together because we really do this together. Like when I when I'm getting healthy and and I'm trying new stuff, we trying it together. I'm telling y'all what I'm doing. We're going to do it together. We're going we gonna to see if it work or not. He tasked me with Janae. This is the mantle that I have given you. It is going to be your responsibility to check all of this stuff at the door. And I was like, oh God, but you know, people get so woo-woo when it comes to this stuff. They get so defensive. They he was like, so like, so what? When people come to you, it has to be different. The buck stops here. So you are not allowing any of that into what I'm what I got going on because I need this to be sacred ground. I need this to really for real look different. So when people come in and all glory to him, they get healed. They won't be like, well, yeah. And then I was doing this and then, you know, they did this to me and laid some stones on me and read my palm. And then I went to a psychic and the psychic told it, told me this. And then I meditated. And when I meditated, my spirit came out of my body and I went to Africa and came back. And then when I came back, they gave me these special herbs to drink. And then I looked into this bowl and this bowl told me my, none of that. And so, um, that's where I am with it. Like I'm not, I cannot because of the, the mission that God has given me, I cannot infuse any any new age practices in my business and with the women that I'm involved with. And I'm very uh, open about that. And I'm very upfront about that because I can't allow a door to, to be open where somebody is in my community and they dibbling and dabbling. And then I look up, I'm like, why, why, what's happening with my tribe? Why, why does it seem like they going left? Why I feel like I'm getting this influx of emails and everybody's just struggling with this thing in particular. I ain't having it. Not, not in, not in my community. I, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's so good. And I I think not only do people 
not think that that God is enough, but I think a lot of people don't know. And that's why I say like the marketing campaign of the enemy, the PR campaign that he has, has in these three areas of business, health and relationships has been so effective because people don't even understand. They're, they don't even realize it. And I think it's our job as believers and people with platforms to really talk about this stuff because all spiritual things are not of God. Like it's y'all, like all spiritual things are not of God. It's it simply is not. And and people don't really understand the magnitude of what the demo, the demonic like. You cannot open up the door. For, like how can I best say? I talked about this in Atlanta. Like people, some people will say, "Oh, I'm like sage in my house, and then I'm praying too." That doesn't make any sense. You're pretty much opening up the door for the devil, but then you still, why are you open up the door for more demons than you already got to deal with? That doesn't make any, you're making the fight for yourself that much harder, but you're not understanding why your kids is acting crazy and you trying to clear the spirits out. You're bringing the spirits in. A lot of, some people feel like there's this like ambiguous middle ground, right? That you have, you know, God over here, the Holy Trinity over here, you have Satan over here. And this is this ambiguous middle ground that's safe, right? That's these energies and that's the universe. And it's not, it's neither good nor bad. And that is a lie of the enemy. That is a seed of the enemy. There is no middle ground. There is none. The middle ground that you think is a middle ground is really satanic. It's the bad. So it's, People like to believe that, you know, it's this it's this safe zone. It's not a safe zone. Like Kate Tatum said, you really open yourself up to like these to, to the enemy to open these doors to come and like ruin stuff in your life. And sometimes and this is the thing. Sometimes it's not even you that's affected. Sometimes it's your kids or your grandkids or your great grandkids, because the Bible tells us that that sin can follow you down to the fourth generation. So I. And, and that's one thing I try to impress upon the, the the women in my community is just be aware of like be aware that the devil doesn't play fair and he doesn't care how um, innocent that you think it is or he doesn't care how you found it he doesn't care um, if you really he don't care if you you live he don't he wants to literally take everything from you and all he's doing is waiting for an open door so when you try to rely on the sage or whatever for healing he's like okay i know she wants to be healed i know you know she loves god she believes in jesus she don't really she thinks it's this you know ambiguous uh middle ground boom that's my open door i must i'm gonna slide in and i might she might get healing for a little bit right but it's not sustained healing, but, and it comes with a price. Like that's the thing with the new age stuff. It works. I ain't going to sit here and be like, oh, that's all fake. No, it does work, but it comes with a very high price. This episode is brought to you by ClearBank. ClearBank is changing the way entrepreneurs raise money with equity-free capital. Co-founder Michelle Romanow, star of Canada's Dragon Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank, co-founded ClearBank with her partner, Andrew DeSosa, after seeing how many companies were willing to part with precious equity in exchange for a bigger marketing budget. ClearBank believes that founders shouldn't give up a piece of their company to fund marketing and inventory expenses. ClearBank makes equity-free investments from $10,000 to $10 million and can get you a term sheet in less than 20 minutes. 
They charge a small flat fee for the capital and you pay them back using a win-win revenue share. This is not a loan. There's no interest rate, no fixed maturation rate, no personal guarantees, no credit checks, and no financial covenants. ClearBank has relationships with marketing agencies, e-commerce professionals, venture capitalists, accountants, and more to give you a true unfair advantage in the market. ClearBank invested over $150 million in 2018 and is on track to invest over $1 billion this year. Some notable portfolio companies are Public Goods, Lisa Sleep, Latote, and Buffy, to name a few. So if you're doing over $10,000 a month in revenue, find out how you can receive ClearBank's capital by getting your 20-minute term sheet at clearbank.com slash blessed. That's clear, B-A-N-C, that's bank with a C, dot com slash blessed. ClearBank, stop pitching and getting back to what you love, growing your business. Let's finish off the show. Oh, ciao. Yes, yes. Yes. And as Christians, we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be set apart. The whole journey from the people of um, the people who were rescued out of Exodus to the promised land, that whole journey was about conditioning them and teaching them to be able to live in this promised land apart from the, the demonic things that were already present there and the residue of the demonic things that had left. The whole process, all the processes that we go through is for God to prepare us to be able to be the light in the earth, to be able to show people what it means to live a life for God. But it's too many of us who he wants to use, but we're being caught up and he can't put you on a platform that he wants to put you in because then you're going to further damage his people and further cause confusion. Like Janae said, like it's no safe zone. It's no gray area. You're going to be hot or you're going to be cold. In Revelations, it talks about you were neither hot nor cold. So I spit you out of my mouth. God don't play with that stuff. Like I was listening to, um, I got real, I, I listened to um, The Breakfast Club a lot. And I used to really, really like um, Charlemagne. And I was, and I think he's talented. But one thing that started really frustrating me was um, on like his podcast, he kept talking about um, how like God needs a rebrand. And it was like maybe mm. six episodes of like this podcast. And they kept saying this. And I was getting so mad because I'm like, this is God is not to be mocked or played with. He don't need a rebrand. You need to be reintroduced to who he is. Like, mm-hmm. I think people really just need to get reintroduced to the magnitude of who God is and, and get to know that power for yourself because the core of it all is, God, what do you want me to do? It all starts back with that question that you said, God, what do you want me to do? Because then as you partner with him, he'll be able to guide you. His word will be a lamp upon your feet. He'll be able to guide you in and away from things. And the scripture that came to mind earlier was um, in 1 Corinthians 10, 21, where he says, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. God is very, very clear that you have to pick a side. He is very, very clear that you have to pick a side. And I think, like I say, us with platforms, it's important to talk about these things and to be very clear that these things are wrong. To, and I, I told the story on this podcast a couple of weeks ago that I was in this um, magazine like earlier in the year and um, I never really read it. Like I was like, oh, cool. They sent me an email. Like, oh, 
all right, bet. Like, here's a picture, like, whatever. So I never really read it. And so the magazine was um, in my office in, like, this little basket where it's, like, books and magazines and stuff. So my husband and I were in there on a Saturday working. And so he picked it up and was just, like, looking through it. And so then um, after, like, my part, it was, like, a whole page about, like, the importance of, like, crystals and how to use it. And he was like, what is this? He was so disgusted. I was like, what? He was like, did you see this? And I was like, nah, I didn't even know that was in there. I never even read the thing. Like, I screamed. I, like, flipped through to my part and then, like, closed it and sat it there. And he was just sitting there with this thing. And he was reading it. And he was like, because I think he was reading Deuteronomy at the time. And Deuteronomy really goes in on this type of stuff. So if y'all want references, just read the whole book. So, um. He was like, I was reading they was in, in, in Deuteronomy. He's talking about don't even learn this. Type, don't even learn about this type of stuff. So he was like, man, God, forgive me for even sitting here and reading this thing. And so then he like closed it and he threw it in the trash. And then like maybe 10 minutes later, he was like, nah. So he got up and like took it out the trash, walked outside, ripped the whole thing to shreds and threw it in the trash. I was like, you just did a lot. He was like, nah, man, people just don't. So he was going in. But then I got a little frustrated with myself, too, because I'm like, we, it's, you got to be even more diligent out here. Like, because you just, like, where do you even go? I was seeing a, a, a conference, um, a really, really popular brand did a women's conference. And um, I was seeing, like, pictures and stuff from it. And they had, like, tarot card reading, a whole room of, like, this stuff. And I was like, yo. I mean, it wasn't advertised, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure people didn't even know that it was going to be there, but this is how the enemy is. And I and I love how you categorized it like that, business, health, relationships. And this is why we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We have to have a prayer life and have a relationship with God so he could be able to show us like, no, something's not right with that. So you don't even got to buy the ticket before you know that it's going to be tarot card readings and stuff going on in there. You, he just saved you money. You get there now, you mad because you're like, yo, I just spent all these hundreds of dollars on this ticket and this is what we in here doing or this is what you what you got going on. Mm-hmm. So y'all, if read Deuteronomy, but I we just cannot stress enough to not get involved with these type of things. And and the root of it, like I said, is to have that relationship with God and be obedient to his word because he will protect us from the things that we don't even know. We will have, having the gift of discerning the spirits, we'll be able to know what's going on with a situation, a person, place, or thing without even having to engage. And he'll let us know from the get-go. So before we move on, do you got anything else to add to that? Yeah, I want to say like to the listeners that I know too often we hear, even myself, I hear people in the church who are Christians who say, you know, put all that stuff down. God is the only way. He's the one that heals. But this is the thing. It's true. And what we are telling y'all, we are trying to save y'all's lives and y'all's souls and y'all's spirits. So I know um, even with me, even in my own journey, I knew that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit was real, right? I knew that he healed. I saw all of these examples in the Bible of healing people of leprosy and healing people of blindness and allowing people to walk again. It was like, cool, God, I I believe you. I know you can heal, but will you heal me? Will it work for me? And I feel like we don't have enough uh, 
out and out examples of people in the church who are for real leaning into God and in God's word, who are proclaiming uh, the healing that has manifested in their lives. What we do see, what is the loudest is, you know, uh, Becky, she wanted a husband and she went to this psychic and, you know, she did everything the psychic said and she got a husband, right? We see that, um, you know, Suzanne, she was dealing with PCOS or hormonal issues or a skin issue or, you know, super overactive eczema. And she went to this um, medium and they told her this and they gave her these herbs and she's healed. Like we see that we don't see it the the other way. And I'm here to say, y'all, healing God's way is possible. It's out there. We are here. I want you to be encouraged to know that God will heal you. Like you can believe for healing inside of your own body. It will take faith, meaning it will take you going to God, asking God for guidance, asking God for direction. I know Tatum has a, a podcast here on her a episode here on her podcast that it talks about how to hear from God. I also have a episode on my podcast about how to hear from God. Go to God, ask him. He's a he's a great father. He wants to help you. He's like his hands, both his hands are literally open to you. He desires to help you. So going to him, seeking his face, asking him the things that you can do and then being fit to do those things, being fit to turn your back away from the sins or from the pain to forgive, to do what's necessary for you to walk in full healing. But God is a healer. He heals today. He heal, he's healing this second. It's it's possible, people. Amen. Yes. One thing I wanted to ask you earlier, but I just remember what um, was the decision or what prompted you to go to the, it's a long word for this type of doctor that I don't know how to <laughs> Naturopathic. Okay. So um, I knew that I, okay. I honestly believe that God puts people here on, here on earth to help us. Right. I believe that science and, uh, God, it intersects. It's the same. Like he created science. He invented science. He invented math. Like all, all of it works in unison. And I knew that when I was going through this, I didn't want to just do it on my own. I didn't, I didn't want to research on my own to like get my period back together and all that kind of stuff. So I knew that naturopathic doctors, that they um, prescribe uh, lifestyle and nutrition changes before anything, before medicines, before medical procedures, that's that's their go-to. So I knew that I wanted to sit um, with someone who had experience with, um, you know, fruits and vegetables and herbs and, and teas and spices that could help me and be like, okay, take this out of your diet here, uh, put this in your diet there. And so I did my due diligence on my end to sit and research naturopathic doctors in my area that did not have new age practices infused in them. Um, so I found this woman, went into her office, had a consultation. Tater, when I tell you my neck was on a swivel, I was looking around at everything. I was looking at the posters. I was looking at what was on uh, the, her assistant's desk. I was looking at what was on the wall. I was listening to the music that was playing. My head was on the swivel because I was like, uh-uh, I ain't about to get trapped up in here. And so I sat down and I talked to her. Uh, I expressed, you know, what was happening with me. She expressed, you know, what who who she is and what she does. Um, and then one thing that she was like, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to also recommend some lifestyle changes. In my mind, I'm like, okay, what lifestyle changes are you about to say? Are you about to say... Uh, some crystals? Are you about to say, you know, I need to go and start doing yoga? She was like, you know, sometimes it's as simple as um, 
eating the same at, at the same time every day. I was like, oh, so those are the kind of lifestyle changes you recommend. She was like, yeah. So um, that really did empower me because it's, because the things that I had researched and studied was like very in line to, to what she was saying. So I was like, okay, God, thank you so much. I know I'm on the right path. What were then after you went there and some of the things that she told you to do? I, I love your YouTube channel. So I'm going to keep telling y'all to go to her YouTube channel and watch the journey. Join her community. We'll talk about that in a second. So watch the journey. But what were some of the things then that you started doing? And then what were the results that you saw? Um, some some quick lifestyle things that she that she said that it's like sometimes we feel like it, we have to change so much to get the result that we want. Kind of going back to early when God was like, you know, it's okay for you to walk. It, to my glory, you still gonna get the outcome that you that you need. Um, so I can remember some of the lifestyle things that she said was like, Janae, uh, how how often do you eat? And I was like, Well, you know, sometimes I eat once a day, sometimes I eat, you know, twice a day. She's like, Okay, uh, so you don't really know how many times you eat a day on average. And I was like, Nope. She was like, Okay, well, uh, what time do you normally go to bed? I was like, Oh, well. Uh, okay, well, what time do you, um, you know, how much water do you drink? Well, uh, sometimes it's like every question that she was asking me, it made me realize how um, unregimented, unregimented that I was. She was like, okay, this is what we can on the lifestyle end. This is what we're going to do. I need you to get into the habit of eating at the same times every day um, because you have to lay a foundation for your body to heal. Meaning you have to lay a foundation for for nutrients to consistently be available in your body for those vitamins and minerals that you need to be consistently in your body to allow you to heal. She was like, we're not even going to get on, you know, what you're going to eat right now. I just need you to be eating at the same times every day. And she was like, I don't care if it's six times or three times, but pick some times, eat the same times every day. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Another question that she asked was, how, how, how much are you working every day? I was like, whew, sometimes, you know eight hours. Sometimes I feel like I'm working the whole day. She was like, get yourself on the schedule. Make sure every day that you are working right here. You know, you are fitting your, your, your work into this window. Start doing that more. Then it was okay. Start to, um, when you work out, it's okay. Like, like you were saying, you know, you walking, you're doing that more cool. Keep doing that. So it was small. It was Tater. When I tell you it was such small tweaks that she was telling me to do. And I was like, I, I can do this. And so then, you know, the sessions following, it was like, okay, let's, let's look at the nutrition stuff. What's going on here? Stuff as simple as, okay, you know, in the morning, uh, drink this dandelion tea. And it's these, you know, supplements that you're already taking. You're already taking maca, which is amazing. Let's try uh, this chest treat. Take that in the morning. Uh, make sure you're drinking uh, adequate amounts of water. Let's introduce some cruciferous vegetables into your diet. So there's things like cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, spinach, different things like that. So it was, she was literally easing me into this um, to help me again, have a body that was, had good groundwork for me to heal. So it wasn't everything. It wasn't like, you need to cut out every, all the pork, all the beef, all the chicken. It has to go. You cannot eat any strawberries or any berries. That has to go. You can like, it wasn't crazy. It was not, it was the small stuff. And God was like, yep, I'm using it. Yep, your period gonna come back. Yep, your skin gonna start improving. Yep, you're gonna actually start losing weight. I was like, my God, my God. It was, when I tell you, everything that I had built up in my mind during those months of like 
that rapid weight gain. I was like, oh my God, my hormones are acting crazy. And then me doing my research and me doing my research on my own, like I said, and then combining with her and like, sometimes you know what to do, but it feels so good to just have somebody there to, to root you on and support you. Right. Like I was already doing a, a number of things and with her expertise, I added more things, but it just felt so good to have somebody alongside me rooting for me and supporting me. I can remember one of my follow up appointments. She sent me down and I was like, yeah, I've been eating at the same times every day. Tatum, her face lit up. Like, I can still remember how I felt in my heart. She was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, she was so proud of me because I was eating at the same times every day. And I was like, wow, like, it's the little things. Y'all, it's, it's, it's the little things. It's the, it's the little tweaks. We slowly, carefully, and methodically have to walk ourselves into this. It shouldn't be all, all at once now, depending on, you know, where you are in your journey and how... I guess, uh, extreme it is. And sometimes it is like that, but God was gracious to me in helping me walk through this. And I, I didn't feel overwhelmed. And the moments where I did feel overwhelmed, she was like, okay, let's, let's pair it back. Let's just combine certain things. So, you know, you can drink your tea here and you can eat your cruciferous, uh, fruits here. And then like, it was just a breath of fresh air. air. So I'm here to like encourage your listeners that you ain't got to go from, you know, from one extreme to the next. Walk yourself into that. If you're not waking up in the morning and drinking yourself a huge glass of water, start there. If you are not uh, allowing yourself to eat, you know, several salads throughout the week, start there. If you are, you know, not being kind to yourself and going on walks, go on walks and on your walks, talk to God, talk to him. Um, you can start infusing. If you if you love smoothies, go ahead, put some maca in your smoothie. Go ahead. It ain't gonna hurt you. Like it's it's small. <laughs> it's small, it's literally small stuff that you can start doing every day. And when I and I fell off a little bit, I ain't even gonna tell no stories. And I'm I'm back on my game, but at the height of it, it was very simple for me. I would wake up in the morning, I would take my chest tree supplement, I would drink some water. Uh at some point in the day, I would drink a juice. At some point in the day, I would uh, drink a green smoothie. And by the time dinner came, I was like, okay, I'll do salmon tonight or I'll do Pizza Hut. Like, <laughs> it's there's flexibility to be had there. There is flexibility to be had. But as long as you're doing what you need to do to uh, have a, a body that has the, the, the vitamins and the minerals that it needs to heal, you can, you can do it. Start somewhere. That's good. I think um, my own experiences with that, like it's easier for me to make to make better smaller decisions than to make huge lifestyle changes. Because I remember when like What the Health came out, I was like, I'm vegan. Twenty four hours later, I was like, Nah, never mind. <laughs> I'm not about this life. But like, it's small things I try to do, like cutting back on dairy. So like buying almond milk. I'm like, Oh, I like almond milk. Okay, cool. I'll replace regular milk. With all of those, that's not that bad. Just finding things I like that are better for me has really helped. I really like vegetables. So it's not that big of a deal for me to like eat more of them because I actually like them or I like to cook. So let me find recipes that are a lot better for me than the soul food that I'm used to my grandmama making. Like, so I think it's a really good point to just focus on the, the habits, waking up on time, eating at the same time every day. And honestly, I think there's so much to be said about that for every area of our life, because we always like to, like our mind just rushes so much, you know? So it's like, I want to get closer to God. 
And it's like, okay, I'm going to just stop everything, go cold turkey and, and just be a nun. And it just, it's harder to do that than to say, you know what, let me just go to, let me just read one verse a day to try to figure out what's going on here in the first place. Let me just mm-hmm. pray in the morning, like God, pray the Lord's prayer, you know, just something simple like that. And just to get started, if you don't know what to pray, or if you don't know how to pray, just get up and say, you know what, God, and just talk like you were talking to a friend, say amen and go about your day. You know, I I think the, Mm -hmm. the key to living a supernatural life is to just be mindful of the details, to include God in the details. And then as you just slowly but surely chip away at the smaller things. You'll look up one day and see like, wow, my skin is clear. My uh, my waistline is snatched. My edges are growing back. <laughs> you'll look up and just start to see that. So for you guys that's listening, I really hope that, that you really take these things. And Janae, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. Before you go, tell us about the online community. Oh, yes. So my online community is where I just keep it a thousand percent. I'm very transparent with what's happening in my life, what's happening in my journey, what's happening in my relationship um, with God. I don't want anyone to think that I have it all figured out and that I have this perfect relationship with God. When I'm angry with God, I talk to my people about it. When I'm frustrated about my body or my, you know, what I tell my people about it. Um, So my Online tribe, you can get there at JanaeEmilyUtley.com slash tribe. I share um, different uh, courses, for example, the Protect Your Promise course, because one thing one thing that's important, especially in this fitness area, in this healing area, is you have to know what the, what the promises of God are, and you have to know how to effectively stand on them. Um, I've heard you say this before. It's like, I'm saved, I ain't soft. And so a lot of times we like we get soft in our spirituality because we don't know how to stand on God's promises. So I have a course in our free, you know, member community about that. And then I have uh, some sample programs to um, like my She Is Armored program and my Mind, Body, Spirit Detox program. So my tribe and my community is really a, a place for us to do this together. Kind of like I was saying earlier with my naturopathic doctor, it just felt so good to have somebody like alongside me who understood my goals that could root me on and that wasn't going to have me do some something that was like uh, outside of the realm that I wanted to do as it related to I want this to be about Jesus I want this to be about healing that's it so we really do life together yeah so you guys I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes it's at janaeemilyutley.com slash tribe janae is spelled j-e-n-a com slash tribe. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys will be able to go and just take advantage of all the amazing things that Janae has to offer. So Janae, I want to thank you again for being a part of the show. This was awesome. Yes, I had fun. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All the links are going to be in the show notes where they can listen to the podcast, the YouTube, the community. We about to hook y'all up, okay? So y'all could be supernaturally healed. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you next week.